Did you all know that I have a subreddit? Well, I certainly forgot that I did. But if you have a story you want to send my way, you can do so there at r slash the Raven's Dream, or you can still send it my way from the website at asthereavendreams.com. Both are viable options, and both are appreciated. And of course, thank you. There are two parts to this story. The first part takes place in the summer of the year 2000, and the second takes place in the summer of 2020. There had been several creepy and unexplained things going on in my grandparents' house since we had moved in two years prior, but this event topped them all. It was a hot, sticky summer night in northern New Jersey, the central air was on full blast, though, so the temperature inside my house was rather chilly. I remember falling asleep with my bed sheets all the way up to my chin. I was woken up for seemingly no good reason in the middle of the night. I turned on to my side and tried to fall back asleep when I heard a noise. The sound was a creak from one of the steps on the staircase outside of my room. A random creak wouldn't have made me bat an eye usually, but it was what I heard next that had me sit up quickly, wide-eyed and silently listening. Another creak from the staircase, and a few seconds later, another. Someone was sneaking up the stairs. Someone must have cut the alarm and it was sneaking up the stairs to do God knows what to my family. My 11-year-old mind was racing. I had no idea what to do. All I could think to do was keep counting the creaks and wait for whoever it was to get to the top of the stairs. I knew that there were six stairs, then a landing, and then five more stairs in the staircase, so it would take me 13 steps to reach the top. I counted the creaks in my head with bated breath. By the time the sixth creak sounded, I hatched a plan. I would grab the largest and heaviest toy within reach and slam it into the face of this would-be assailant once they got to the second floor. The creaks got closer, but they stayed the same speed. Slow and methodical. Once I heard the twelfth creak, in one fluid motion, I grabbed a large toy, sprang from my bed, and spun around the corner to face the top of the stairs. I cocked back my hand to slam this toy into the face of whoever it was creeping up the stairs, but to my shock and horror, I was met with empty space. There was nobody there. The epilogue to this story came 20 years after the original events took place. On a cool summer evening, two years ago, I'd come home late from a night out with friends. I turned on my television and fell asleep in front of it. Before changing my clothes, removing my contact lenses, and turning off the light in my room, I fell into a deep sleep rather quickly and woke up to find myself standing in a darkened hallway. It took me a few moments to get my bearings, but I finally figured out where I was my grandparents' old house. I turned to have a look around. The house was dark and quiet except for the central air blowing an icy breeze through the hallway. 
The house also looked and smelled exactly as it had 20 years prior. The thought crossed my mind that I must have been dreaming. But the odd thing was that I could feel pressure from the floor on the soles of my feet. I lightly touched the wall to my right and I felt the cool painted surface. Why am I here? I thought. And what am I supposed to do? I turned to my left to face the staircase leading up to the second floor, the very same staircase that I heard someone creeping up in the summer of 2000. At that moment, my purpose there clicked in my head. I recalled hearing the stairs creaking that night 20 years ago, so I did the only logical thing I could think to do. I started ascending the stairs. I remembered the pace at which I heard the stairs creaking, so I tried my very best to emulate it. I ascended the first six stairs slowly and methodically. I took two paces on the landing. I turned and began making my final slow steps to the top floor before a blur appeared in front of me. In the split second that it took my eyes to adjust to the dim light, I saw the figure of a small boy brandishing a large action figure, with a look of steely determination on his face. I saw myself from 20 years ago. 31-year-old me dared not make a sound as 11-year-old me realized there was no one on the staircase. No one visible, anyway. My 11-year-old face turned from determined to horrified at this realization, and my past self rushed back into the bedroom and stayed there for the rest of the night. As soon as my past self was out of view, I woke up with a start. My heart was racing as I tried to get my bearings. I jumped out of bed, cursing and questioning what had just occurred. I paced the floor of my room, so confused until I talked it out loud to myself. I finally concluded after half an hour that what I experienced 20 years ago, and also that night, it was not a dream. I conducted some research on the internet, and I found the closest thing to what I had experienced was called astral projection. From what I understand, for some reason, your soul leaves your physical body and travels elsewhere, through space and time, and potentially other dimensions. My soul inexplicably traveled out of my body and went to the past to give my 11-year-old self a scare. I ended up coming to the conclusion that the random trip to the past had an extremely convoluted purpose. I no longer had to be scared of whatever was on the stairs that night, because the thing that walked up the stairs on that night 20 years ago was me. About a week and a half ago, I decided to go and visit my grandparents who live on the opposite side of town, and had taken my brother and sister with me. I explicitly remember placing my car keys in my coat pocket when I had gotten to my car. It is worth it to note that my car is pushed to start, therefore I only need my key fob to be somewhere in my car for my car to be able to start. But, once again, I remember placing my car keys in my jacket pocket 
which I ended up leaving inside of my car when I went in to visit with my grandparents. I vividly remember thinking about taking my coat inside, because my key was in the pocket, and I'm simply too silly to think to just take the key fob itself inside with me, as I remember being a bit anxious about leaving my car unlocked, as my car will not lock with the key fob inside of it. Now, after about an hour or so, my siblings and I decide to head home, and when I get into my car and attempt to start it, my car alerts me that there is no key detected. Well, hell, I think. There are only so many places where my key fob could be. So I go back inside of my grandparents' house, and I retrace my steps throughout their house. As I figured, I just set it down somewhere, but I was unable to find it anywhere. I went on to search my car inside and out for my keys, because without it, I wouldn't be able to start my car. I went as far as to check the trunk of my car, even though I hadn't gone anywhere near my car trunk that day, just on the off chance that it somehow ended up there. After about an hour of searching through every crack and crevice, and bag in my car along with the grass surrounding my car, I wound up having to have someone bring my spare fob to me. For the next few days, I had to use my spare key fob, but... I continued searching for my other fob as it had my scannable employee card on the keyring. I personally do not use a purse, but instead have a backpack that I take everywhere with me, including to my grandparents that day. I'd searched my backpack the day that the key went missing, and was unable to find it, and even went as far as to have my significant other look in my backpack as well, because somehow things always seemed to go missing from the backpack and just show up back in the bag days later. He was also able to confirm that my fob was in fact not in the backpack. I'd given up searching for my fob and had even went as far as to have a new employee scan card sent to me. Now, this is where I could not make sense of the situation. The day after I put in a request to have a new employee card sent to me, I was getting ready to go to work, and just happened to reach into my backpack, and to my surprise, my key was right there on the top of my bag. Now, at first, I considered that maybe someone was messing with me, and decided to take my key as a joke, but how would it turn back up into the bag that I used on a day-to-day -day basis without me noticing? Furthermore, if my key fob was indeed in my backpack the whole time, then my car would have registered there was a key in the vehicle and turned on when I went to leave my grandparents. The only person that would have been able to place my key fob in my backpack without me noticing would have been my significant other. But there's no way he could have done this as the key had gone missing while I was at my grandparents'. And he didn't come along. This isn't the first time that an item of mine has gone missing from said backpack and just popped up there in a few days later without me noticing. I just really cannot make sense as to how my keys showed up in that bag that I'm continuously cleaning out and digging through without me noticing. I really am just quite confused, to put it plainly.
I can't rationalize what happened, and to be quite honest, it's a bit creepy, especially as more and more of my belongings just keep going missing or getting lost, and then almost materializing in places where I've already searched so many times. It's gotten to the point where I make my partner also search through the places where I look for missing things, because there's no way that both of us cannot find something and have it show back up in the same spots where we both confirmed it wasn't prior. If any of you would like to offer a rationalization or suggest what may be happening, I would greatly appreciate it, because at this moment, I'm just confused and as lost as my key was last week. I don't know if this will post. It's my fifth attempt, but I've been fighting bizarre technological glitches that make me think the matrix or simulation we may be in is trying to alter who I am. Okay, I know how that sounds, but let me explain. Ever since New Year's Day, things like the fingerprint scanner at my job won't recognize me. The company insists it's the best one on the market, and no one out of hundreds of employees has single issues with it. They have to re-enter me almost daily. The tech guy has even said that I must deliberately be trying to mess with the machine, even getting to the point of him grabbing my wrist and twisting it to look at my fingers. I normally would punch someone in their face for such an aggressive physical contact with me, but he's related to the higher-ups in the company, so I'm not about to lose my job over this. I did say in a joking tone, hey, no aggressive touching without consent, do we need an adult or something? He didn't laugh. But this glitch is now regularly occurring, and only with me. My cell phone iris reader... It does the same thing, so I had to disable it and go back to manually entering the code to unlock my phone. I wish it stopped there, but the automatic doors in most stores are doing the same kind of thing, although not every time. Walmart, Home Depot, and at least four other stores that I go to walk in or out of, and the doors won't open. In the past few times, I stood there waving my arms like an idiot, walking around and just, nope, they won't open. Then, someone else walks up, and they open right away. Last night, a worker saw that it didn't do anything until it opened for the other person, and she just said, huh, that's weird. Now, this seems to be a pattern. That's spreading. I now have things like copy machines, several coffee machines, cell phones. They all just freeze up or do weird stuff. I went to make coffee at work, and it kept pouring the coffee instead of stopping. It wasn't like I picked a large and put in a small cup. No, it was set on large, the biggest size, and I had the proper sized cup. It just wouldn't stop. I had to shut off the power to it after it overflowed and kept going. 
Now I've been trying to post this for two weeks. My phone glitches, losing the post, or it doesn't upload it. Since the two weeks of my failure to post, people, friends, family, and colleagues keep insisting I am saying or thinking things that I'm not. I don't understand what is happening. A quick example, a person would insist that I'm thinking blue. I say no, I'm thinking red. The person will instantly get mad and call me a liar. For one, it's never anything important enough for me to lie about, and second, it's never anything important to the person to get so mad about, regardless of what I'm thinking. It's not just a job issue, it's simple things like my colleague insisting that I lied about what time I normally go to bed. He got so mad that he stormed out of the room. I sat there just thinking, what the hell is happening? I've been called a liar when I said that they didn't have any avocados at the store, for not being thirsty, for feeling tired, happy, and for not feeling or thinking anything. I asked why I would lie about stuff like that. It just seems that people now want me to feel a certain way or to think a certain way and cannot process when I'm not. It's feeling like they're running on a script, and their fight-or-flight kicks in when I am off the script. I don't know. It feels like I'll never escape these glitches and never truly be free. I do just want to add, as I posted this, my phone went from 27% to 3 and as I went to plug in my phone to charge, the power went out in the break room that I'm currently sitting in. So I'm in the dark, and now on 1%. I can't take much more of this. It's gotta end one way or the other. Greetings. I'm submitting this story to you, Raven, not because it's a perfect fit for a glitch tale, but because in my head I can clearly hear your voice reading it. Also, since 2004, when it occurred, my husband and I still occasionally discuss what happened and remain completely baffled. I guess we're kind of hoping that some of your listeners have had a similar experience. This happened during a spectacular thunderstorm, with truly terrifying lightning, making the entire sky look like it was exploding with electricity. This may or may not be a factor in what occurred. I'd been watching satellite TV, which suddenly winked out. I warily unplugged my computer and some appliances, including the TV for good measure. The electric lights in the room remained on. After about 20 minutes, for lack of anything better to do, I pulled out my new Nokia 7650 cell phone to play with the camera, which was a novelty since we were definitely unacquainted with digital photography. I was scanning the living room, looking through the cell phone lens, and as I passed it across the dark grey TV screen, I clearly saw the image of a man's face, stationary, with a penetrating stare in tones of black and white. 
I screamed for my husband, telling him to bring his Nokia camera with him. I noticed that I only saw the face clearly when looking through the cell phone camera lens. My husband appeared from his office, phone in hand, and followed my gaze to the TV screen. When he looked through his camera, I heard a sharp intake of breath, and when I looked again, there were two men's faces on the screen that were somewhat similar because of the old-fashioned hairstyles and collars. We both snapped pictures, just hoping that we were doing it right, and upon looking at the result, were amazed to see three faces. The third man was blonde and stationary, like the others, but he had a slightly amused expression on his face. Then we both noticed a fourth man's face coming into view in the upper right corner of the TV screen, but the nose was slightly distorted, as if slightly smeared. I am happy to report that none of the faces were frightening. All four men were youngish and even good-looking with only the first face I'd spotted displaying a serious expression. We watched about five minutes longer, until the faces slowly faded away. We had no idea what to do with the photos, which were not nearly as clear as the image we'd seen on the TV. Note, the 2002 Nokia 7650 had a 176 by 208 pixel display. The iPhone 5, in contrast, has an 8 megapixel camera with autofocus flash and built-in face detection. I finally uploaded the photos to a website designed for sharing photos, but we were disappointed to find that our images shown on the website seemed almost exploded, and were hardly recognizable unless you had seen the originals. Neither my husband nor I had been drinking, and neither of us had ever had a paranormal experience. We had heard of instrumental transcommunication, or ITC, whereby electronics were used to contact our dimension from, supposedly, other worlds or the afterlife. You can believe me when I say we studied the subject at length, but never saw any stories quite like ours where an unplugged and cooled-down TV set showed images that were only clear when looking through a first-generation digital camera. We were also puzzled why the images appeared old-fashioned, almost like daguerreotypes. I like to think that these gentlemen were attempting to contact us for some reason, but I find it unlikely. However, there was a follow-up event several months later involving another TV in our house, which will be another story, should this one intrigue you. Which, yes, it, it did intrigue me, so if you want to send that other story my way, please go ahead and do so. This isn't written in the submission, I'm just saying this off script, because I would like the other story, please. One day, I'm hanging out with my roommates in their room. Let's call them Jesse and Carrie. They're each on their respective computers while I'm lounging back on the futon bed. There's a knock on the door, and in walks his mom. 
we'll call her Lorna. We say hi, and exchange the usual pleasantries, and then in through the door walks her husband. Let's call him Rob and his dog. I'm at a complete loss for words. Frozen in place. I'm unable to move or speak, yet I'm trembling all over. In my... what is the right word? A reality? Timeline? Or dimension? Life two years earlier, not only had this man's dog died, after which they had gotten another dog that they only had for a short time, all of this took place while he was suffering from cancer, which he eventually died of. I'm laying on this futon, staring at a dead man and his dead dog, and everyone else is just talking back and forth, laughing, etc., acting as if This is all perfectly normal. Words wouldn't form. I wanted to jump up and run, but was completely immobilized, laying there, just motionless with my mouth hanging open. Eventually, they left, after asking if I was okay or needed anything. Clearly, I was noticeably shaken. At this point, Jesse and Carrie turn to me and ask me what the hell is wrong with me, and why I'm acting so weird. I'm not even sure what to say. I'm still totally confused and disoriented. The following is the dialogue that ensued. Me. Okay, I know this is going to sound really weird, but didn't Rob's dog die a couple of years ago? And then they got this other dog that they didn't have for very long? Jesse. His dog never died. And Lorna did get another dog, but someone else ended up taking the dog from her. Me. And then didn't Rob die of cancer around that same time? Carrie. He did have cancer, and he almost died, but he had a turnaround and beat it. Me. This is really freaking me out. Jesse, I remember him dying. I remember talking to you about the funeral and about how messed up your mom was over losing him. I remember her going and living in a homeless camp for a while with some abusive guy that you absolutely hated, that you eventually got her away from. Did that not happen? Jesse. Oh yeah, that did happen. Except that Rob didn't die. He recovered from the cancer. They just broke up for a while, and that all happened while they were separated. Me. And before he died, or they broke up or whatever, they lived here in city name, over on 15th Street, right? It was a duplex with a long hallway with four other doors. They had a room at the end that was really small. We took a TV over to them and they could barely fit it through the bedroom door. Carrie, yeah, they did live on 15th, but it wasn't a duplex. It was a townhouse and their room was on the second floor. But yeah, it was really small and at the end of the hallway, and we did bring a TV over to them that they didn't really have room for. We all just sat there, looking at each other. I've known these people for 17 years. We know each other well. They could see how adamant and shook up that I was, and it actually shook them up too. None of us knew what to say. This incident is how I found out about the Mandela Effect, 
Carrie came across it while trying to find an explanation for what had happened. None of us will ever forget that day. I don't know if this was a Mandela effect, or a glitch in the Matrix, or something entirely different. You know, from all the rips in the fabric of space-time, complimentary of CERN. <laughs> As my knowledge and understanding of the subject evolves, I'm beginning to think that these are not two separate things occurring, but are both aspects or symptoms of a larger, as of yet, unknown phenomenon. I have some pretty in-depth theories on what that might be, but I'd like to hear what others think. Probably not a glitch in the Matrix per se, but I get this all the time, and I'm curious if there's some kind of explanation for it. I started noticing this in high school. One day I was at school and someone asked me, Hey, were you at the gym downtown yesterday? I said, no, why? And they said, I swear I saw someone who was identical to you. That's crazy. I didn't think much of it. This happens, right? Well, small instances like this keep happening over the years. The most recent ones I can remember that happened the past year or so are... 1. October of 2020. I accepted a job in a town across the state. I accepted the job immediately, having been unemployed for seven months during the pandemic. I moved to the town across the state, and I'd never even been there before. During my first week at work, I'm walking down the hallway and I hear, Hey you! in a friendly kind of voice. I turn around and this person's smile kind of fades, and they ask, You are... insert name, aren't you? I said, No, I'm not. They said, That's so weird. I could have sworn you were. A couple of weeks later, I noticed a different person in a meeting looking at me. After the meeting, they came up and asked me if I was someone's daughter. I said, No, sorry. I just moved here, and I don't know who you're talking about. This happened to me again with yet a different person just last week. I was at work and someone sees me from across the hallway and says, Hey, what are you doing here? I said, uh, What do you mean? And they walked closer and said, Oh, I thought you were someone that I haven't seen in a long time. Two, a few months ago, I went to a local deli to get a sandwich. I walked up to the counter to order and the girl behind the counter goes, Hey, do I know you from somewhere? I say I don't think so. Turns out she goes to the local college, but I'm not a student. So we just kind of agree that we must not know each other. Three, two weeks ago I was at a bar. I go up to the bar to order a drink and the bartender asks me for my last name on the tab, so I tell her my last name. Again, this person looks up at me and says... I think I know you. I asked her first and last name, and it didn't sound familiar to me at all. She also didn't think my first name sounded familiar, but my last name, which is super unusual, I've never met another person with my last name, had apparently sparked something in her that she claimed was familiar. 
I could tell that she felt like she had to have known me from somewhere. So she kept asking me about my family. She asked if my family owned a business, which they do, in my hometown. But then she said, oh, never mind, I've never visited that town, so maybe I don't know you after all. And then four, just a few days ago, I was at a bar with a mixed group of friends. Suddenly, this random guy comes up and stands next to me and asks me what I'm drinking, how long I've been out, etc. Essentially just making small talk. Me and my friends kept making eye contact with each other, all wondering who the heck this guy is. I stopped him mid-sentence and said, I'm sorry, but do we know you? I wasn't trying to be rude or anything, just none of us knew who this guy was. He said, Oh, you don't remember me? Aren't you... name? I said, No, sorry, I'm not. He apologized and then awkwardly left. Why does this keep happening? Why does everywhere I go, someone feels like they know me, or they approach me thinking that I'm somebody I'm not? I typically don't think much of it, but it's been happening a lot more frequently, and my friends have even started to notice it too. I am someone who never, ever leaves their keys behind. I always carry my car keys in the same hand as my wallet, and when I enter any of my friends' houses, I put my keys right next to my wallet. And I never leave my car unlocked. This is important. Now, my friend drove her and her sister home from school on Friday... She always puts her keys in the top drawer of her dresser. I came over the following morning. Upon arriving, I placed my keys directly next to my wallet on the floor of her room. We hung out for a bit and decided that we were going to go to our friend's house and hang out with them. We both showered and began to do our makeup. As we were finishing up our makeup, both of us at the exact same time began to have this super unsettling feeling. We both began to have trouble breathing, and felt like someone or something was watching us. We just felt this super negative presence. We didn't say anything to each other at first, until it became unbearable. We both were feeling the exact same effects without saying a word to one another, until that moment. We kind of started to get freaked out, so we were like, alright, let's get the hell out of here. I always drive, so I found my wallet, and my keys were not next to my wallet. I vividly remembered setting them down right next to my wallet on the floor. At the same time, as I said to her that I couldn't find them, the feelings that we had got increasingly worse. She was like, Okay, it's fine. I'll just drive. She went to grab her keys out of her top drawer, and they weren't there. We both freaked. We had to step out of the room at this point because the feeling we were having. We had her sister come in with us, and we tore the entire room apart. We took the mattress off the frame. We literally searched the room from top to bottom. 
The feelings we had went away, and I decided to go check out in my car. I thought there was absolutely no way that my keys were in the car. But I walked up to my car, and my keys are in the seat with my car door unlocked. My heart fell straight through my back end. I went in and told her, and I was like, dude, go check your car now. She went outside, and we both just had this insane feeling, and she went up to her car, and there were her keys, in her unlocked car. At the exact same time, we both just started sprinting for my car, and we left. We told our friends what happened when we got there, still very shaken up. And they just brushed it off as us being dumb and forgetting our keys in the car, but we both just could not get over the feeling. Still, to this day, thinking about it, it makes my stomach hurt. I don't know why, but it was genuinely one of the strangest things that has ever happened to me. This happened about three years ago. I had recently switched positions at Walmart. I started working on Fresh Cap 2. The shifts were 1pm to 10pm. Back then, we worked bakery, deli, meats, and produce. We were also the ones usually put in charge of working the 97 wall. Lunch meat, lunchables, and bacon. One night... Around maybe 9.30pm, our team was told to stock as much of the 97 wall as we could. As me and a teammate are working, our team lead calls over to me and asks me to clean up the water on the floor in front of the deli counter. I'm not very good at estimated distances, but the deli counter is maybe 30 feet away from the 97 wall, not very far at all. You can see part of the deli counter from 97. I had a box of lunch meat with a couple of items left in it. I get a little frazzled sometimes when making decisions quickly, so I kind of went back and forth in my mind deciding whether I should quickly stock the items left in the box or hurry to clean up the water. My team lead made it sound urgent, so I ended up setting the box with the items in it down on the shelf and went to grab paper towels. I thought to myself, quickly clean up the water, and then you can finish this box and a cart of freight. After I finished cleaning up all the water, which only took a few minutes, I went back over to finish stocking that box that I had left. But, when I returned, the box was gone. I saw it had been broken down already sitting on the cardboard cart, I was confused, so I asked my teammate who was there the whole time if she had worked it for me, and said that she didn't have to as I was going to come back for it. What she told me freaked me out. She said that I did it. She said she saw me stalk the items, and then even pull out my box cutter to break the box down. I have no memory of that. All I remember is contemplating whether or not I should stock it before or after cleaning up the water spill, and then choosing to clean up the spill first. But she said that she saw me do it. 
I was pretty freaked out afterwards. I'm a Gemini, so I joked that it was my second alternate personality that came out and did it for me. Or that me from another dimension slipped through to do it. I don't know, but it still weirds me out thinking about it from time to time. I don't know if it was a glitch in the dimensions, universe, or just a glitch in my mind. I wanted so badly to ask management if they could show me the cameras to see what happened, but I knew they wouldn't, though. They would just look at me like I was a lunatic. This literally just happened, like, ten minutes ago. I'm 20 female, my boyfriend is 20 male, and we're up early waiting to go to the tag and title office. We're running some menial errands in the meantime, while we wait for the office to open. We have a a busy downtown street that the office is adjacent to. The street is full of cute local shops and restaurants. We're driving down the street, and at the very end of the street, I look out the driver's side window, so the left of me, and see The Spot, which is a new hip restaurant that just opened up. I was bewildered because The Spot should be on the right side and towards the front of the street. I would know as I've eaten there before and I also work at a restaurant that's right behind them. I point it out to my boyfriend and say, What the heck? This spot has a second location on the same street? And my boyfriend acts like it's always been there. What are you talking about? And that's where we ate with our neighbors that one time. And I was like, No, the spot we went to is to the right by the old Littles. It's on the other side and toward the front of Canal Street. My boyfriend kind of blew me off like he didn't want to argue with me. I was just so confused. I looked at the spot, I saw the building next to it, and I noticed that it was the exact same, but mirrored where the sign was facing the same direction to counteract the fact that it was on the left side of the street now. I know I wasn't seeing a reflection, because we were all the way at the end of the street. I loop through the drive down the street again, in the same direction. I find the spot that I remember, exactly where it should be. Now it's on the right of me. All the signs are facing the right way. We are at the beginning of the street. The buildings around it are the same as always. I point it out yet again and say... See? There's the location that I remember. Why is there two? This time, my boyfriend has absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. I explain what just happened, and he doesn't understand and just starts teasing me. I was annoyed and decided to show him, so I continued to drive down the street. I get to where I saw the other spot, and it wasn't there. I am so confused right now. This literally just happened, and I know what I saw. I drove down the street three more times looking in both directions, and there was only the one spot, exactly where it should be. 
I am so bewildered right now. I have no idea what just happened. About four years ago, me and my boyfriend were watching TV and getting ready to go to bed, and I took my glasses off and put them on the computer chair that was next to our bed, along with our phones, just like I did every single night before going to sleep. I woke up in the morning, and my glasses weren't in their usual spot. I brushed it off, assuming I must have left them in the bathroom or something, so I got up and I started getting ready. An hour later, and still no sign of my glasses, I started panicking. I had at this point checked the entire bedroom, including the bed sheets, under the bed, any crevice that they could have fallen into, etc. I checked the bathroom and they weren't in there. I even went out to my car to see if I left them in there for some reason, which I know I didn't because I was watching TV with my boyfriend the night before, and I'm pretty much blind, so I know I 100% had them on before bed. And, as expected, no glasses in the car. At this point, I'm freaking out because we were supposed to be leaving for a vacation the next morning, and this was my only pair of glasses because the other pair that I had was being repaired at the eye doctor's. We proceeded to absolutely tear apart the entire room looking for them. Like, mattress off the bed style looking for these glasses. And they were literally just gone. Our flight wound up getting pushed back a day due to the snow, and on the day that we were supposed to leave... My eye doctor called to tell me that my other glasses were ready to be picked up. A weird coincidence that we weren't even supposed to be there that day, but wound up by chance being able to go get my other glasses. Now, fast forward three years to December of 2020, and me and my boyfriend are packing up to move into a new apartment. I open the first drawer of our desk something we use frequently, to sort through what we were going to keep, and what do I see sitting on top of everything else in the drawer? My freaking glasses. No dust. They looked like they had just been neatly placed there for me to find. Me and my boyfriend were in shock because we knew for a fact that we would have seen those glasses in there. One, when we tore the whole room apart, and two, literally any other time in that three-year span that they were missing, because, again, we used that drawer on a regular basis. To this day, we still joke that we just had a ghost who stole my glasses, because we really had no other explanation for it. And that is, until I started looking more into Matrix glitches. <laughs> This might be kind of long, but I just need to tell someone about this. There was one smallish event, and one main event, with a couple smaller ones in between that I won't bother mentioning. It all started one day when I had just gotten home from being out, 
and as I opened the door to my bedroom, my mom told me to do the laundry. She was in her room, which is directly opposite of mine, in the same hallway. I went to my room, grabbed the laundry basket, and walked out of my room towards the stairs. She was still in her room behind me. I walked straight downstairs, never seeing or hearing anyone going in front of me, and when I got to the laundry room, my mom was already there. I got confused and asked her when she got there, and she was equally confused. She said that she had been there for several minutes at this point. I told her, no, you were just upstairs, and you told me to bring my laundry down. That was like 30 seconds ago, and you were never in front of me. And she told me that it had been 10 minutes since that happened. I'd never been so confused in my life. Then, something even stranger happened. One morning, I was about to take a shower. I made a pile of clothes that I needed to put on after I got out and dried off. I stood by my bedroom door and placed a sports bra on top of the pile. I distinctly remember doing this. I then looked back to my room before leaving, and I glanced at my bed, which is on the opposite side of the room. Aside from the blanket, there was nothing on it except for my phone. I remember internally commenting on how clean it looked. I then went into the bathroom and placed the pile of clothes on the counter, besides the wall outlet and a few bottles of hairspray slash dry shampoo. As I was in the shower, I heard a sound as if someone had entered the bathroom. Our curtain has a see-through part on the top, so I took a peek. No one was there. Both of the doors were still closed and locked, so I brushed it off and finished showering. When I got out, I noticed that something had come unplugged from the wall outlet and that one of the cans had fallen over. Although it was strange, it wasn't very notable. However, when I tried getting dressed, that sports bra was nowhere to be found. I looked everywhere. After giving up, a little bit creeped out, I went back to my room to get a new one. And there it was, on top of my bed. There was no way that that could have been there, I clearly remember bringing the bra with me, and I know that my bed had nothing but my phone on it before. These both happened within the span of two or three days, and it is honestly creeping me out. So, this happened to me in the summer of 2019 and I remember that it drove me nuts. When I was working a student job at a storage company, I received a wristband for tapping in and out of work. One day I came to work and used, to my knowledge, my wristband to enter the room for suiting up. Two hours later, I noticed that I'm not wearing my wristband. At first, I thought I lost it while working, but... Later, I found it in my bag, which I left at the room for suiting up. I was a bit confused because I wondered why I would unequip it. Normally, I use it to enter the room while wearing it. But 
I accepted the fact that someone else might have opened the door for me, which made me forget about the wristband. The next day, before I went to work, I remembered that I put my wristband in the exact same place where I found it in my bag the day before. I told myself that I would take it out of my bag when leaving my car. The wristband was kind of annoying to wear while driving, and when I arrived at work, it was lost again. I was starting to freak out because I specifically put it in the usual part of my bag. For five minutes, I was searching through my bag full with anger. I almost gave up, but then I opened a small side bag that I never have used before. And yes, there it was. My wristband. I was very confused, but the skeptic part of me told myself that I just didn't realize that I had put it there. Later that evening, I told myself that I would put my wristband on my desk because I was kind of done freaking out over it. My new plan was to wear it immediately after waking up, just to make sure to not have the same problem as before. But then, guess what happened the next morning? It was gone again. I was freaking out and thought that I was going insane. I was looking through my room and house, but I couldn't find it this time. I returned to work, and I asked for a new wristband, which luckily didn't disappear, but I remember being really flabbergasted that day. A few days later, I prepare for work and go upstairs to get my keys. When I leave my room, I see something on the floor in the middle of the hall. There it was, my lost wristband, just lying there so obviously. I swear you couldn't have missed it, and no, it wasn't my new wristband, because now I had two of them. Am I mad? Is the wristband haunted, or is this just extreme coincidence? Probably the last one, but I'll never truly know. My spouse and I took a trip in 2012 across several states. We live in a fairly small town, and the only airport close by is pretty tiny, so I'm not used to really seeing planes take off. In one particular big city that we drove through, the main road-slash-interstate goes straight through the city, and the airport is nearby. I had two point-and-shoot cameras out, alternating taking photos with each. One took crisper photos, but the color tended to be blander, and the other one had a cool, bold color effect. While we're driving, a passenger jet takes off, and is super low above the road that we're on. It looked like it was moving super slow, which I didn't think anything of at first, because I know angles and etc. can make it look deceiving. It was very large in our view, taking up a decent hunk of the sky space above the road, and close enough to see a pretty good bit of detail. It looked almost like it was going to land on the road in front of us, and that's how close it was. And all this is just to give you an idea of why the next part of the story was so strange. 
I lifted up my first camera to take a picture, and the screen showed everything surrounding the plane and the sky behind the plane, but the plane wasn't there. I looked back up, thinking that I had missed it, but not only was it still in view, it almost looked as if it was stopped midair. So I lifted up the second camera, and same thing. It looked like the plane was not there. I switched over to the viewfinder, and same. Still no plane. My spouse said, What the... That jet looks like it's standing still. I looked back down at my camera long enough to just sit it down on my lap, so a second tops, and when I looked back up, the plane was gone. I asked, where did it go? And my spouse replied, I have no idea. I blinked and it was gone. I kept looking around, expecting it to be higher up, but still visible, but I never saw it again. I know that slow shutter speeds can make things vanish from a photo, but I never took one. It was literally just the screen and viewfinder. I can't explain it, but... It's driven me nuts ever since, and I'm actually kind of hoping that someone has a reasonable explanation. I live in Europe, specifically in Italy, so forgive me if I make some errors. I was in the car with my mom... I wasn't a child, I was like 17 years old at the time. It was a few years ago when we were pretty much close to home, like three kilometers left. Suddenly, the car just stops working, and it happened in a dangerous part of the road. Anyways, we pulled the car over as much as we could, near the edge of the road, and we were trying to figure out what happened. I raised my head, and in the rear view, I saw the front of a car, and it was parked behind us. It was so close to ours that, for a moment, I thought, okay, we're dead, this car is going to crash into ours. Also, we didn't hear a noise, and it seemed that the car magically appeared behind us. A young man, 30 years old maybe, got out of the car behind us. He had black mirrored sunglasses, and he was wearing a white elegant shirt. Then he reaches our car and goes, What's the issue here? And we explain to him what happened. After my mom put the neutral gear on the car, I pulled the car with the help of this guy until we reached the safest place to stop the car. Then he returned to his car a few meters back and asked us again if we were okay. There wasn't much else at this point, except for the fact that once he got in the car again to leave us, he went the other way. And it's weird because, logically, a person that's driving in the same direction of travel means that when he's theoretically finished helping someone, he would proceed in that same direction. Also, it felt weird because he acted like we were wasting time explaining the situation to him, like he already knew everything. He never took his glasses off during this entire time as well. My mom told me after all this that when she shook his hand, his hand was surprisingly light 
like it was matter free. Of course, my mom thought maybe he was some sort of angel, etc., but in my opinion, I think that there was something else going on in that exact place, and that we shouldn't have been there for a reason, and that the man had us move away very quickly, and I'm sure that he wasn't going anywhere. He was just in that place to do this specific task, and simply disappear. This happened to me a few years back, when I was living overseas, and to this day I've never found a logical explanation. I'd been talking to a friend, and we agreed to have dinner at my place the following night. Knowing I'm a bad cook, he offered to pick up some takeout on his way. About 6pm the next night, he called me to check if I was okay with the local Chinese place. I was. Their food is amazing. As expected, he arrived about 45 minutes later, and the evening was pretty uneventful. We ate, watched some Netflix, talked a lot about nothing much. A few hours later, he went home. Now, here's where stuff gets weird. The morning after this, I get a message from him apologizing that he couldn't make it to dinner last night and was seeing if I was free tonight instead. My first thought was that he had double-booked himself, bailed on the other person, and then accidentally messaged me his apology-slash-reschedule message. I called him to let him know what he had done, and to mock him, if I'm completely honest. Cue both of our utter confusion when he explained that, yes, he did call me at six the previous night, but it wasn't to check what food I wanted. It was to tell me he had a bad headache and was going to sleep it off. At this point, I assume he's trying to prank me, and I get a little pissed off. I went to my rubbish bin and took a photo of two takeout containers, and even checked my bank account to confirm I hadn't purchased it myself. But now, he thinks I had dinner with someone else instead and am pranking him to pay him back for not coming over. To avoid a full-blown argument, I just put it down to a weird glitch and or me losing my sanity. As I said, the night was uneventful, and he seemed completely normal. But if he was actually sleeping off a headache, then who the hell did I have dinner with that night? Okay, so this glitch happened this morning, and I've spent the rest of the day trying to find a reasonable explanation, and getting more and more disturbed that I can't find one. I recently moved to a new city, and I haven't put my suitcases away. I have, however, taken all the stuff that I needed immediately out. This morning, I was looking for a jewelry box that I packed and thought I may have left it in the suitcase since I haven't worn any. So, I lay it down on the floor, open it up, and I see it's practically empty save for some socks. I close it back up and stand it upright. Here is where the glitch happens. 
water starts pouring out of the suitcase when I stand it back up. I lie the suitcase back down and open it frantically trying to find the source of water and to think of anything I might have packed that would have caused such a large spill. I hardly packed any liquids, and certainly none that would leak this much, because I was already at my weight limit for luggage. Weirder still, is only one side of the luggage is wet while the other is completely dry. The dry side has a zipper compartment, and I checked inside just in case, and there was nothing there. The wet side also has a zipper compartment that I've never opened, and upon further examination, I realize it's defective because there's no pull on the zipper. I've tried to think of every possible scenario, even going as far as to question if I sleepwalked, which I've never ever done before, opened the suitcase and relieved myself in it last night, but that doesn't explain why A, only one side was wet, and B, why it didn't start leaking until I stood it up again. I do have a picture of the suitcase and spill if anyone's interested. I'm gonna have to stop thinking about this soon because it's just too weird. Last Friday night... I saw that my brother was having adult beverages at the casino at around 10.30 to 11pm. We live in a relatively small rural town, around 12 miles apart from each other, so it was no biggie to run over there if I got bored. I was goofing off on a project in the garage, and was gonna go have a beer, but I lost track of time. It was about 12.45am, when I thought, ah hell, I'll go see if he's home yet and mess with him a bit. I drove to said small town on the highway and went by his house, and the lightweight was already in bed, I guess. His lights were out. I wasn't drinking or doing any of the drugs, I just can't sleep for crap, and I was bored. So, I leave out of town headed east, towards the back way home, as I was just killing time, and I get down the road around half a mile out of town and see a not big pickup or a large old car just from glancing at the headlights. And there's a curve about a half a mile ahead of me that turns south, the same direction the vehicle was coming from, so I went ahead and dimmed my lights. There's the curve in front of me, and another curve going back east about half a mile from the first. The road keeps going east if you don't take the curve, same as going south, but they're rough dirt roads, so you have to go slow getting onto them. I get about, I'd say, about an eighth of the mile from the curve. I glance at the vehicle, and then check my speed. Then I look up, and it was gone. East and south roads are visible to traffic. No houses or lights in between the curves, it's a wheat field with some cows on it right now, and the rancher hasn't gotten them headlamps yet. <laughs> I went around the curve and then said to myself, Where the hell did that go?
this incident occurred quite a few years ago, but I can still picture it as if it just happened. I'd been doing some Christmas shopping at South Coast Plaza in Costa Mesa, California. I had stopped for lunch at one of my favorite places to eat, as they have a different beer of the day from all around the world, and this day was one of my favorite ales from England. The waitress had just finished embarrassing me in front of the whole restaurant. After the manager had her come back to card me, I looked way younger than 32 and she screams that back across the room at him. She took my order and brought me my beer. While waiting for my meal, I took a sip and almost immediately did a spit take. A guy just walked past the window, dressed identically to how I was the day before, and to make the matters worse, he stops to look in the window, and it was me. This is not some doppelganger or someone who looks like me. It is me, down to the same congenital defect around the left eye. He's even wearing the same hand-carved wooden cross around his neck as I was currently wearing. I tell the waitress I'll be right back and go running out to see him disappear down the adjacent hallway. When I got there, he was nowhere in sight. When I got back to my table, I was anxious to ask if anyone else had seen him. However, I was just finishing my post-grad work in psych, and I really didn't need anyone questioning my sanity. I've been diagnosed with ADHD and enjoy being able to appreciate the quantum state of now, constantly working on the past, present, and future states of now, but having rewound 24 hours while I'm watching and trying to eat lunch at the same time, it just doesn't work. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode, but until then, sleep well. <laughs>